I do believe it is the dream of every homeschool mom to have a child who could do their work entirely on their own. And that's what we're talking about on today's episode of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I help homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 45 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Well, I am super excited about today's podcast. My guest is a Mr. D Math himself, Mr. Dennis Denoya. And today we're going to be talking all about his book, Teach which is about creating kids who can work independently, which, like I said, every homeschool mom's dream. And so Mr. D has a number of fabulous tips for us that we're going to go over in this episode of the podcast. Along those same lines, I would like to invite you to come over and check out the Independent Student Planner Bundle at PamBarnhill.com. You can find that at Pam Barnhill slash student, and it will send you right to the page. There are four different versions of our student planner. You can print them out and use them year after year. You can type in them. You can save them. This is one of the things that I do for my kids as I type out their planner and save it and print it out for them week after week after week so it saves me some work. This planner bundle also has an audio workshop that you can listen to. It works great hand in hand with Mr. D's book to help you encourage your child to be more independent. So find that at pambarnhill.com slash student. And now on with the conversation. Dennis Denoya has been immersed in education for over 30 years. He holds an MA in education from the University of South Florida and has been a professional educator since 1988. He is known to his students as Mr. D, and he is the creator of Mr. D Math. Through his classes, curriculum, speaking engagement, and resources, Mr. D strives to provide families with empowering solutions and a rich understanding of life. Mr. D, welcome to the podcast. Miss Pam, it's so exciting to be here. Oh, it is so much fun to have you on. You know, I did not tell my children that I was talking to you today. One of them is doing Mr. D math right now because I'm sure they would have like been in here wanting to speak to you. <laughs> you were well, such a celebrity okay. at our well, house. You know, that's so fun. I know. I wish my kids would relate to me like that, but they're like, yeah, whatever. You're just dad, you know, <laughs> that, that's how my kids are with me. They're like, they're like that lady like wants to talk to you, but we're not sure why. So. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about independent learning because you have recently released just within the past few months, this book called teach creating independently responsible learners. And I have to tell you as a homeschool mom, that is what I want. I want to be able to look at my children and say, um, y'all go do this <laughs> and it all work out. So I know that's probably pie in the sky, but let's talk about why is it important to help our kids become independent learners? Yeah, well, and you know, Pam, I, I think everybody, I, whether you're homeschool, you're not homeschool, I think that's what we want most for our kids. We want them to grow up to be independently responsible. We want them to be able to do things on their own. It, you know, it's interesting. We want our kids to grow up and be independent. And as a teenager, especially teenagers, you know, all they want is their independence, right? And so if you think about the idea of 
of what we want from them is to be independent, what they want is to be independent, then why not let's train them to be independent as learners since what they're doing is school and they're learning. So we might as well work with them on, on learning and being independent. And, you know, I, you know, I looked at the idea of what it is to be independent and looking at it, it's like to be free from outside influence. That's kind of like, a, that's a definition for being independent. And if you think about all the things that can influence our kids, you know, and so when I say free, I'm not saying that that's it, that they're just free and they make they completely that way on their own. I'm saying free in a way where they get to say what they allow to influence their decisions or not influence their decisions. And that's one of the first things about being independent is it gives them some ownership in their decision making. And if we can train them to be that way as a learner, they're off and running and they're going to be that kind of person we want them to be as an adult. And they get to practice being independent as a teenager. Okay. I love this. I love this idea. So what is the difference between teaching somebody to be independent and something like unschooling? <laughs> well, I think sometimes in unschooling and I, so, you know, that sometimes uh, even for me, like unschooling, trying to get my own hands around unschooling, there's so many different ways to look at what unschooling is or isn't right. Um, for me, when I'm looking at the idea of kids being independent, it's we're creating structures for them. And we're creating what they're working on. And we're saying, okay, here's the program you're going to work on. Here's the curriculum you're going to use. But we want you to learn how to take ownership of it. And that's so when I look at it from there, it's more for me about them owning their work and owning the way that they do the work, how they get the work uh, graded, how they present the work when it's done. That's what I'm looking at for there. So whether they're unschooled and they're kind of discovering on their own the, the the things that they're learning about, or they're using a curriculum where it's guided and giving them the pacing for what they do. Either way, that they're still taking the ownership. And that to me is what's important, that it's their work and they know that it's their work as opposed to something somebody's giving them to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because like you and I as entrepreneurs, we're kind of like the unschoolers of the working world. But most people go into a situation where there is some kind of structure set up for them and they have to learn how to take that autonomy within the structure that's provided. And that's really like what you're talking about here. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, you know, you look at as, as they're going to move into, if they're going to run their own business, there's even structures in that, you know, there's things that you're going to do and there's things that you're going to work on. You have to manage your own schedule, right? Which is yeah. kind of a, <laughs> that, that in itself could be, uh, you know, that's like, that's a, that's a, a challenge and a chore. And, but there's everything around that, especially uh, running a company, right? And, you know, now in, in today's world, we, you know, so many people work from home and it takes something to schedule your time, to do the work, work when you're working, not work when you're not working, but knowing how to balance all that. And it takes that kind of be, that independence of knowing what to do and when to do it. I love it. Okay. So how do we encourage this? How do we take our first baby steps? Because I think sometimes homeschool moms are like, okay, I want my kids to be independent and like fourth grade, we're just going to flip a switch and there it's going to be right. <laughs> right. You, it, you know, baby steps are great. Right. So I think there's a couple of things that I would say, and, and one is to, is the conversation is to let students know that the work is theirs. And what does it look like? Like, you know, you say, this is your work. So what does that mean to you? Asking them the question and actually letting them discover for themselves. The kids will tell you the coolest stuff. And one of the ways that is, you know, for younger people is I always start with having them check their own work. So, you know, when they're young and they're really young, sometimes you want to do that with them. So moms will sit down and say, okay, it's time to check your work. Show me how you're going to do that. And walk me through. Here's the here's the way the answers are. 
and let's check it and let's check it together, but let them be the ones that check it as they get older and they start moving into those middle school and high school years that they have the opportunity to check their own work. And for them in those middle school and high school years, before they submit their work, that it's 100% complete and it's 100% correct. And they know it is. And that's what they're going to take ownership in. You know, it's amazing to me when we look in the work world and we look at what's happening for people out in, you know, how often you get something from a staff member, you get something from somebody that sends something to you and you have to send it back to them, right? Yeah. Because they didn't check their own work before they sent it to you. And I thought about that and I realized it's like, you know, when do we ever really get trained in that? And we don't because yeah. we're so used to, I do my work, I give it to mom, mom checks my work, gives it back to me, tells me what I did wrong. And then I either fix it or I don't, right? <laughs> and coming from a, as a public school teacher from, it seems so long ago, you know, back in the late eighties, right? But I learned that from my students, you know, I would check their work, I would give it back to them. They just would look at the paper, they look at me, they look back at the paper and they put it away and they never looked at anything that I had to share with them. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. You guys check your own work. And when they started doing that, they started owning it. They started asking questions. They wanted to know why they got it wrong. Instead of me telling them it was wrong, when they saw for themselves it was wrong, all of a sudden now they wanted to know why. And I think that's just awesome. The second piece is then once they have that work and it's 100% complete, because you know one of the things people say is they say, well, did they just copy the answers down? How do you find out? And how do you know, right? So you have them present their work and whatever that looks like. And what's great for young people is that they get to have a say in how they present it. Maybe they want to make a, they want to make some kind of a, a show out of it, right? And you get a little artist and they want to do a performance. Other people want to read what they're doing. Other people want to make PowerPoints. They want to do a video. And there's all these different ways to present their work, or they just want to teach you. And I know my daughter's like that. She is a teacher. When she was little, she's like, okay, let's play school now. <laughs> like, okay, honey, let's play school, you know? And so she'd give me all the worksheets going off, we would go. But having kids present their work, you will know if they really, if it's theirs or not. Actually, they're going to know. And if they know they have to present it to you, they're already on the hook for that because they know that they have to have it done and they have to know what they're talking about before they present it. And, you know, and sometimes it starts out and it's a little wonky, right? And when I say wonky, because doesn't go well. Why is that? Because kids are learning how to present themselves. And same thing. What do we want for them as adults? We want them to be able to what? To present themselves in a way that they communicate clearly and that they're presenting their ideas and that it's it's organized and it makes sense. So again, what we're doing is getting them ready for the future. And we're giving them an opportunity to take that ownership, to be independent, and to say, this is my work and I own it fully. And I just, I love when we give kids the opportunity to do that. All right. I love this. So step one is they need to check their work. Step two is they need to be able to present their work, which could take all these different forms. And in math, I think a lot of times it's going to be the teaching it back to you. I was wondering what you were going to do there. Absolutely. So sometimes, and I'm speaking from experience here, sometimes I can like get in my own way and be my own worst enemy when it comes to something like teaching my kids to be independent. So where do you think homeschool moms like me sometimes go wrong? Like what's the, what do we need to watch out for? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I do it too, right? Because there comes this moment when you're like, you just kind of like, you know what, I, it's going to take too long. Let me just show you how to do this. Right. And I think the biggest thing is just having patience and just saying to yourself, you know what, it's okay. It's like if a young person, and I'll use math as an example, this is my background, right? But if a young person can share with me one word problem out of one section 
of a, of a course that they're working in. And they can go through that one word problem and maybe it takes them an hour to do it. But by the time they're done and they own that word problem, they've already sorted out everything else that's going on in there. And so I think sometimes it's that it's that patience and just letting them be willing to let them, you know, like think about when kids were riding, learned how to ride a bike, you let them fall down. That was yeah. part of the process, right? And I think sometimes in education, we don't let them deal with it like they're riding a bike. We don't let them fall down. We want to make them be perfect. And we want, no, no, this is the way to do it. And it looks like this, but I think it's more like riding the bike. It's like, you know, and everybody kind of finds their own way to discover balance. You know, it's like, we can't teach that to them. They have to get that on their own. And I think just maybe just remember, Hey, this is like riding a bike. That's all. And once they get it, it's there. And that's yeah. the great thing. Just like, just like balance and riding a bike. And I think sometimes too, it's like, well, I've got all of these problems. Like I've got this entire problem set that we've got to do. And so we're going to like push through until we get all the problems done or even like grammar exercises or spelling words that illustrate a certain phonics rule or something like that. It's like, we've got to do all of them. And sometimes I think it would be better to step back and do fewer of them and let them learn the lessons of being independent, taking the time to do that. Absolutely. And then asking them, okay, so this isn't complete. So what do you need so that you can go back and work on this and figure out what you need to do and then come back and let me know? And what's great is that they're they're processing and they're learning again and they're discovering for themselves and they will come up with sometimes better ideas than we do. Yeah. Because yeah. they're looking from their own, they're looking through their own eyes instead of us looking, trying to look through their eyes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, so many different good ideas. Well, Mr. D, where can we find the book Teach um, and ah, to well, explore this? Can, it's on Amazon. Uh, so you can just uh, just Google uh, Teach by Dennis Denoya, or you can uh, you can get it on our website at mrdmath.com and it'll take you right to Amazon again. And it'll, uh, Amazon's so cool now, right? So it prints <laughs> it, ships it, and it's in your house. So, <laughs> so, so easy. It. You can even it's, get it on Kindle, right? Absolutely. It's uh, it's uh, so I recorded the whole thing myself uh, as an audio book. So uh, so you get the audio book, you can get it on Audible and you can get the Kindle version as well, like an ebook. So, yeah, you can do all three. Awesome. Podcast listeners, we will have a link to uh, the audiobook and the other versions for you on the show notes to this website. And do go check out uh, Mr. D Math. It's not just math, right? What what else you've got going on over there? Oh my gosh. We, you know, we keep, people keep asking us more and more and more, right? So we have American Sign Language. We have, uh, we have a grammar course, an English course. We have a track and field course. We've got flamenco music and dance. So we brought in some of that. We are working on a, uh, on a Spanish course that we hope to have ready for next year. And uh, we have an economics course now as well. So all kinds of cool stuff going on. So live and self-paced for all of those? Most courses are self-paced. The math classes, we do the live classes for, and then uh, and some of our test prep are live classes as well. But our economics, American Sign Language, our running classes, those are track and field classes. Those are all self-paced classes. Love it. And we love those self-paced classes. Um, so do go check those out over at Mr. D Math. All right. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Pam. And there you have it. Now, if you would like the link to Mr. D's book or any of the other resources we chatted about on today's episode, you can find them on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH45. And hey, I just want to say thank you so much for those of you who have taken the time to leave a rating or review 
for the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast in your favorite podcast player. Those ratings and reviews really help us get the podcast out to new people. And so we appreciate it when you take the time to do that. Now, I will be back again next week for episode 46. My guest is going to be Patricia Sung, who is a mom who helps other moms with ADHD. How can you homeschool your kids? What are the things that you need to look out for when you, mom, have ADHD yourself? How can you get your day in order? That's what we're going to be talking about. Until then, keep on homeschooling.